Hey guys, Miranda's on her fourth coffee of the day. <laughs> and still tired as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And these aren't these aren't normal coffees. It's two I had two Dutch brothers today. Yep. Mind you, each one has at least five shots. Oh in yeah, it. you get an extra shot. Yeah. Oh my dear lord. So two five shotters and then two of the small little Starbucks, Starbucks coffees. The ones that you buy at a gas station or yeah. the grocery store. Because I got them for her for Mother's Day. How was your Mother's Day? It was good. It was really good. Yeah, you seemed like you had a good day. It was a very good day. I, I The kids let me nap for a little bit, actually. Yay. Nathan went over to my mom's house to go work on their house. <laughs> and uh, I stayed home for a little bit. I cleaned up and then... I sat on the couch and the kids let me na- I well, locked down my house. <laughs> yeah. And then I just kind of dozed out for a second. It wasn't for very long. It doesn't matter. It's no. the principle. <laughs> Don't come at me, guys. No. That I nap when my kids are awake. You have to. My dad would always give me shit about that. I'd be like, I'm so fucking tired. And he's like, take a fucking nap. I'm like, but the kids. He's like, lock the doors, close the <laughs> curtains, and take a fucking nap. What the fuck do you think we all did? Like... That's what you do. Yeah. In my There's nobody house, else to take them for. You take it, you close it yeah. up, you take a nap. And my house can, is easily lockdownable. Oh, like, it has to be on lockdown. Be. lockdown. <laughs> anyway. That's one of the big reasons that I'm always like, yeah, the kids are fine at Miranda's house because I know that they're not really wanderers anyway, but like there's no way they're getting off that property. Or anybody's coming in at <laughs> no. that point. No. <laughs> It's completely locked down. And I'm a super light sleeper. Mm-hmm. So, like, any noise or if I hear anything, I'll zoom right awake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like that. I'm a super light, light, light sleeper. Yeah. And then um, it was just uh, just a quick little doze. It wasn't, you know, too just enough to rest you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those power up. naps make you more energized oh, than, like, a, than a long nap, nap where you wake up and you don't even know what day it is. You yeah. feel like you missed the bus even though you're 30. <laughs> <laughs> I got up, I got ready. I actually cooked dinner for my mom and my grandma over at her place. So mm-hmm. I got all the kids ready and then I came back home and Jolyn threw me a little tea party. Oh, yeah. That was so cute. And then Journey left me a surprise on the doorstep and I had no idea and I'm like, I seen the Oreos and I like, <laughs> Is that how you know it was me? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what, how I knew it was you because nobody knows about my Oreos. I, nobody. I dro- Really? <laughs> Miranda <laughs> loves Oreos. <laughs> Uh, I dropped like a little, not a hint, but I put out a feeler. I was like, oh, are you still cooking dinner? Yeah. <laughs> are you at home? I'm like, oh. Okay, still out at your mom's house? Yes. Because <laughs> like, you were going to come over mm-hmm. the next morning to record. And Ian's like, well, she's coming over tomorrow. Do you want to do it? Just I was like, that's true. I could just give it to her tomorrow. And then I got my shoes on and I was like, no, I'm going right now. <laughs> Tomorrow's not Mother's Day. I was like, besides, I don't like watching people give... Like, oh, but receive yeah. things that I give them. And it's like that one Easter when you're like, oh, that <laughs> the Easter. And I was, she dropped off this Easter basket. We had this. so stupid. I was so, so stupid. You were so freaked out. I was freaked out because she's like, oh, yeah, the Easter bunny left you something. I just something. saw the Easter bunny running away from your fucking house. house. And then I was thinking, like, I was picturing some crackhead. You dressed know, up as an, an Easter, Easter bunny. bunny. I was like, what did I say? I don't even fucking know. I was like, oh, well, this Easter bunny looked just like me. Go check it out. Knowing and then you were like, I don't feel safe to go out there, I'm sure. I was kind of freaked out. I was like looking around. 
get in my back and I'm like, like, Where the fuck is this person <laughs> hopping around my neighborhood? You never know when CB come on, you guys. You never know anywhere anymore. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, God. Mine was mellow, which I liked. Yeah. I'm just going to say it because he doesn't listen. But <laughs> Ian went out like mid-morning with the kids to go like grab some stuff for me. And Aww. before he left, I was like, I know what you're doing and I love you. And I appreciate you, but just don't. <laughs> like, if you have to go get it on the day of, like, that it's not count. as meaningful. <laughs> just don't. It's okay. Like, don't force it. I'm fine. Let Isla pick me out a card or whatever yeah. so she can feel like she got me something and just leave it at that. Oh. But then he went and got me, like, three shirts and some fucking, like, Samsung earphones Aww. and a new video game, which I've been playing nonstop. It's the new Resident Evil game. And I'm obsessed with it. And sees candy, too. <laughs> I Aww. told him I'm so fucking old. Because it came in, like, a like an oval, <clears throat> like, pink box with flowers all over it. And it was mm-hmm. really pretty. <laughs> and I loved all my other stuff, too. Did you keep the box? Fuck yes! <laughs> what is up with that? I like, don't know. It was I really just... pretty. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to put in this. Ian, I love this box. I'm going <laughs> to keep it. And then we finished the chocolates, and I was like, oh, I got to keep take care of my box. And I was like, what the fuck is the matter with me? Right? <laughs> I'm old as hell. You're not old. Cause shit, when we were younger, you used to keep the little letters that, remember, people used oh, to write yeah. letters in high school? Oh, yeah, I had a shoebox. Yeah. And I used to keep all of my um, ticket stubs for movies, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me, too. I had, like, different boxes for different mm-hmm. things. That's, that's what it is. I'm glad I'm not the only one. No. I love little boxes. I still keep my phone boxes, too. Hey, yeah, I, I don't so much anymore. I used to though, for sure. I They're keep magnetic together. That's true. That's a pricey box. <laughs> it's a pricey box. That's a thousand dollar box right there. <laughs> right there, yeah. Oh. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I told you we were gonna talk about twin stuff today, so we're gonna talk <sighs> yes. about twin stuff. And I'm not talking about like twin connections. I would like to talk about that some other time though. So today we're gonna talk about. Um, it's called vanishing twin syndrome. And this is something I think we talked about. I think we explained what it was last time. It's when there are two twins in utero and one of them unfortunately passes away either by miscarriage or um, sometimes the the stronger twin, quote, would like absorb Mm -hmm. the other one. That's the only way I know how to describe it. I don't know if there's a more appropriate way or more technologically correct way to say that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it It just sounds... They get absorbed. They get absorbed. It sounds kind of harsh. I watched a really cool documentary kind of about that, but I'm not going to go into it right now until, like, I hear everything. Oh, okay. But, I didn't um, know that. Was I that watched, recent? Uh, it's pretty recent, yeah. And I want to see if this touches on that. So with Vanishing Twin Theory, it, I think there are a lot of things that it can align with with fraternal twins, but by and large, it kind of speaks to identical twins and an identical twin being lost. Not to say that any of these things are not possible if you've, you know, if anybody's lost a fraternal twin, but it seems like it's more common Mm -hmm. in identical twins. So before I get into like the symptoms, if, if you will, basically that's what it talks about. I'm sure we all are adults and we all know now, but like, you know, fraternal twins are when two different eggs get fertilized and they then become two different people two different sets of DNA, just, you know, they could be male, female, 
anything. Um, and identical twins is where one egg was fertilized and they split off. They have the same set of DNA, but become two people. And I didn't know that the window of time for this was so short. So the splitting happens in the earliest stages of pregnancy when the baby is not yet even an embryo, but a zygote, which I had never even heard of before. Neither have I. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, so the zygote period is from the time of fertilization to about nine days after. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So the only like an, about a week period, mm-hmm. maybe a little more. So it's also that period, you know, from fertilization and then it going down the fallopian tubes before mm-hmm. it implants into the uterus even. Um, so there's literally just like barely over a week, an amount of time where uh, the grouping of these very few cells that are fertilized can split and form an identical twin. And I guess the timing of it is pretty important, whether it happens like sooner in those nine days or later in those nine days, because mm-hmm. it can really affect how the amniotic sac and placenta are formed. So I'm assuming that the earlier, the better in those nine days so that there's higher chance of two placentas mm-hmm. fully forming. Because I imagine if it's later in the nine days, like let's say it's the ninth day and the placenta has already started to form as one placenta and one baby and then it splits off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, that I don't know. I didn't look that part up. I'm just assuming. Um, but so in that case, these two different eggs that have now, or this egg that now has now split into two eggs, don't even both have to implant into the uterus for you to be considered a twin. And so it can be very, very early on that a vanishing twin happens and the mom wouldn't even know about it because oh. it's not even implanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it can also be super early on. I assume if, like, you know, the placenta and amniotic sac aren't developing very well, even if it maybe does attach. And since ultrasounds usually don't happen until, like, at least six weeks after conception, Mm -hmm. that kind of gives a lot of time for these, like, very, you know, sensitive time frames for something bad to happen. And leaves room for things like that to happen that a mom would have no idea that she was even expecting twins in the first place. So I think things like this might be a lot more common than people realize. Sounds like it. I mean, yeah, I don't want to say that identical twins are a very common thing. They're definitely not. Mm -hmm. But I think um, a lot of people just have have no idea. You wouldn't know. You Mm -mm. just wouldn't know. And so the statistics that that I've found so far that they do know is that up to one in eight multiple child pregnancies can result in a vanishing twin. Where one of those twins is miscarried Mm -hmm. or, or doesn't attach. Or absorbed by the surviving twin even. So I found a couple distinct sites that have just kind of a list of of potential things that being a surviving twin as a child and and, or as an adult, um, they all kind of align with with some or all of these. So so I figured maybe we'll go down the line and then we'll kind of briefly compare and see if what, you know, if that applies to you, if I'll say if it applies to me or not. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I know. It's really interesting. (laughs) I think it is. I'm glad you think it is. (laughs) And so a big thing that I'm not really going to go into because the research that I looked at seemed like it was more for fraternal twins is that um, a bigger legend with twins where one of them has passed is that the surviving twin will have a birthmark that coincides with the twin that passed away. And there were a couple really neat instances of this. Um, but it seems to be less, the only times that I saw that were with fraternal twins, not identical. And so one of these was a a baby boy in Louisiana a few years back, and he ended up having a birthmark on his leg that just happened to look exactly like 
the ultrasound of his twin sister that <gasps> wow. passed in the womb. Yeah, here, I'll show you, Miranda. It's pretty big, though. Yeah, it is. It's really big. So there's the ultrasound, and there's the birthmark. Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know if that's coincidental or what, because mm-hmm. it is weird that the birthmark happens to look exactly like just the one ultrasound. And it's like a, a little baby ultrasound. It's not yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, because you guys can't see it. So it's like one of those early ultrasounds where they kind of just look like blobs. blobs yeah. <laughs> not even quite a peanut. Mm, no, not quite. No, looks yeah. Like just, it looks like a bean. Um, so yeah, he's got a, a squiggly bean birthmark, but it does look remarkably like it does the um the ultrasound. And then there was another woman who was a model and in adulthood, she found out, let's see, she had this like discoloration of a line directly down oh, the center. Do you see? Yes, I do. Directly down the center of her body. And one side, it's kind of like, it almost looks like the left side of her body is like lacking a little bit of oxygen yeah she's a white female so so her right side's really pale and her left side almost just looks a little bit like a red bluish tint. Yeah, yeah reddish purpley almost yeah. like she <laughs> but uh so i mean her, i guess her family growing up thought it was like a birthmark but it turns out she absorbed her twin her fraternal twin in the womb and so she actually has two immune systems two blood systems and two sets of dna that's what I was yeah. going to touch on. I heard about this. Is that something you saw in the documentary? Yeah, it was the two sets of DNA. That's so wild. Yeah. That happens with cats a lot. Not crazy. Yeah, that's why you'll see cats that have a, a oh, stripe yeah, yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Because they're like two eggs that fused. I was watching a documentary and they did a paternity test <gasps> on this child. I think she was... Um, I can't remember exactly what it was on, whether it be she was um, trying to get her baby back, mm-hmm. um, that she put up for adoption or something like that. Yeah. But it it was her baby, and she's like, I gave birth to this baby. I know it's my baby, mm-hmm. but the DNA didn't come back. What? Yeah, like, like it was hers. And she ended up absorbing a her twin. sister's yeah, a twin, so she had different Must DNA. Must have been fraternal twin. Because if it was an identical twin, they'd have the same DNA. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. So weird. I'll have to show. I'll have to pull it up for you. Yeah, for sure. I don't remember exactly what they, you know, went to court for, or like the whole background on it. I don't remember that. But I remember that poor like, mom. It was her dude. baby, and like how if the DNA, DNA says no, yeah, no, what the fuck could you like, do? No, this is my child. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, I'll pull it up before oh. the episode. But before the um episodes over yeah, or whatever. That sounds all. good. So this first little block is just kinda no a little bit quicker rapid fire. But mm-hmm. the second chunk that I found from a different website is a uh, is more in depth. So the first one's from welldoing.org. So they've just got a, a list of seven, so we'll see if any resonate with us. Okay. Uh, so number one is something feels like it's missing. I mean either currently or past. Not for you. Not really. For me, not so much now. When I was a kid, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, unexplained sadness and loss or sense of loss. Mm. No, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Like mm. every once in a while, I'll get just those. Remember how I get those gut feeling things? Mm-hmm. I don't think that would. Uh, no, I, that, yeah, just something. Yeah. Something's afoot. Yes. <laughs> For me, I, th- I would say as a kid, I mm-hmm. had a lot of sadness. Yeah come and go but mm-hmm. i'd say yeah 
um, survival guilt. And I think that's one that probably is really pronounced if you knew you had if a you twin. If you knew, yeah. Yeah, so obviously I don't think that's one that either of us would really have. Another one was self-sabotage. And I think that showed up in both, uh, both of these lists here. So the tendency to self-sabotage in school, work, relationships... Not you. One thousand percent me. <laughs> I hate it. Um, unexplained anger, either now or as a kid. Yeah. You were an angry kid. Yeah. Or you're angry grown up. I'm an. I was an angry. <laughs> you were an angry kid, really? I was kind of a bitch. I didn't know that. Well, I did know that. <laughs> <laughs> you had the worst resting bitch face. I don't think it was resting. I think it was intentional. Intentional bitch Intentional face. bitch face. Dude, I used to come at people with bats and shit. Like, what's the matter with you? I was pretty fearless when I was little. Jeez. Yeah. Wild. Sisters. Friends. We, mm, we wouldn't have gotten along. It's a good thing we met when we did. <laughs> we didn't even get along then. <laughs> We're lucky that's, we got along when we did. <laughs> that's pretty... That's pretty wild. You had you had pretty intentional bitch face back yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> it's surprising. Like, I would go after people and I wouldn't even care. Jesus. I, was, I am not like I was. I grew up to be nicer. Much. Yeah, much nicer. <laughs> um, I would say no for me on unexplained anger. Uh, I think especially as, like, a late teenager, like, very early adult, I had a really, really short fuse. Mm-hmm. But... I don't think that's unexplained. I don't know. Yeah. I, it wasn't random. It would like be people doing little things to piss me off. And difficulty building close relationships? No, not for me. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I do think I have difficulty building close relationships. I think that I've always um, been too open. I think that, I don't know, I'm assuming because nobody really ever tells you what they don't like about you. Yeah. <laughs> Which sucks. I'm like, if I know, if I have some direction here, I could not be so off-putting all the time. <laughs> but I think that I have often been too much of, like, an open book. And people are like, whoa, we're, like, <laughs> not that close yet. Aww. That's the vibe I get anyway. I don't know. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Yeah, same. I'm pretty open, pretty upfront. Mm-hmm. I don't really have, I don't feel like I have anything to hide, so I just don't yeah i word vomit on people a lot i just don't see you doing that i don't see you doing that i do you know you all know i do (laughs) and then not when i was younger though not when i was younger. not oh that's good and then uh last one for this one is fear of abandonment i don't really think i have that or ever did Mm, no i mean not more than anybody else i guess yeah Okay, so this next list is from VanishingTwin.com, and it's a little bit more, it's got a little bit more explanation to each. Um, There are eight different, you know, kind of bullet points for this. So number one says, if, see if you feel different from other people. Maybe you have a strange sensation that somehow you don't really exist, you're not really here, or shouldn't be here. So have you ever had that? No, not really. You're like, huh, freaks? (laughs) 1,000% for me, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I have always felt different from other people. Always, always, always. And I remember even, like, as a kid, like, I feel like I might have even said this on the podcast before, but one of my, like, closest friends who I was friends with from kindergarten and up, and we were, like, she was the closest thing to a sibling that I had. 
And I would tell her, she'd be like, Journey, come on. Because I remember telling her often, like, I just don't belong here. <laughs> I feel, I just don't belong here. I did. I would seriously tell her, like, I just don't belong in this world. I just don't belong here. Not even, like, sad or depressed or mad or anything. Mm-hmm. Just, like, super matter of fact. Like, I just don't belong here. And I meant it, too. Like, I just don't belong in this world. I think I belong in a different era. Oh, yeah. Like, I've always felt that. Like, mm-hmm. Not, no. You're like, like, I still want to be here, though. I still want to be here, but I don't <laughs> think I grew up in the right era, guys. Take me back. Um, I don't know. I always felt different, but not, like, not, like, out of place different. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I think that's that probably a lot because you were um not super girly girl growing up. No. Yeah. No, I was not. <laughs> I was as t- I was as closest as a son as my dad could get without actually being a boy. I never played with Barbies. I used to destroy my sister's Barbies. <laughs> I used to play with BB guns and arrows. But yeah, I was the biggest tomboy growing up. Mm-hmm. My hair was never long. Mm-mm. I've seen your pictures. Yeah. You look like Norman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But you didn't feel like out of place, out of place no, for it. No, just as I grow older, I felt like I was born in the wrong era. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, I don't, I felt different, but not like, like I wasn't, like I don't belong here. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? for sure. So number two says, look back to see if you've suffered from depression most of your life. You've had long-term problems with food and eating, and perhaps you've always feared abandonment and rejection. These are common, similar feelings of vanishing mm. twin survivors. None of those for you? No. Fuck you. I have always been depressed. <laughs> I shit you not. From the time I was, gosh, as far back as I can remember, probably nine or ten. Wow. Yeah. Long, long time. Um, Long-term problems with food. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Some people are really sensitive about hearing about eating disorders so Mm -hmm. i guess it's trigger warning i guess i don't i don't know Mm -hmm. how sensitive some people might be so sorry uh but yeah binge eating has always been a problem of mine but also to play devil's advocate like i i kind of that was the environment that i grew up in too Mm -hmm. so i i don't know if that necessarily relates because it was modeled to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it sure carried on oh shit (laughs) I like how these ones are a little bit more... More explanation. Yes, mm-hmm, yes. Me too. Uh, so number three, understand that feelings of wanting to commit suicide more than once in your life, afraid of being alone in the dark, and feeling paranoid are also common feelings. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty deep. So maybe another trigger warning on this one. None of those for you? Not even fear of the dark? Um, depending on how dark. Like, I won't go out in the woods and shit by yeah. myself. <laughs> no, that's different. Just like at home. Even, like, sleeping at home alone? Mm, well, I said, yeah. I guess so, yeah. Afraid of the dark. But not, like... But not, like, too overly spooked. Oh, okay. See, I was too overly spooked. And I also, if I'm being totally honest, here's a, here's the trigger warning part. Like, I started having, like, suicidal ideation when I was probably 11 or 12. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, it was, it was bad. Um... <clears throat> And it lasted a long time. That's like scary. Yeah, I would say until... It would kind of come and go in waves. But um, 
No, it's something I thought about a lot, actually. Um, Probably until I was about 17 or 18. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a long Mm -hmm. fucking ass time. It would be... It would be to the point that, like, I actually remember specifically I would be, like, unloading the dishwasher and I would unload the utensils and what I would do is I would get all the forks out and then take them. Instead of taking all the utensils with me to the silverware drawer, I would pick out all of one. (laughs) My weird OCD shit. I'd pick out all of one type and take them all over. And then when I came back, I'd get really mad if I missed one. You know what I mean? If I missed one in the shuffle. So I would, like, make deal, And this would happen with a ton of different things. I would make deals with myself that I'm going to get all the forks out of here and I'm going to try my best to get all the forks out of here and I'm going to go put these forks away. And if I come back and see that I've missed a fork, then that is, that means I'm going to kill myself. Like that's a sign. Wow. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. Luckily it passed. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. Um, That's scary. I guess it just, I I don't, I don't know. It doesn't feel scary because it was normal for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's. I guess that's pretty sad now that I think about it. I don't really yeah. talk about it because that was just normal. I don't. It's weird that that's not yeah, normal yeah, yeah. for people. <laughs> so bad. Oh, God. Uh, see, there we go. I told you I'm open. <laughs> this <laughs> but is, it's good to talk about it. You know I guess what I that's mean? true. I'm. Yeah. You know what? If I suffered from it for that long without telling everybody or without telling anybody and thinking that it was normal, like then more people need to hear that you need to talk about that. Yeah. Because I'm sure it would have been a lot better if I did. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, so number four. It says, identify symptoms such as searching for something all your life but not knowing what it is and feeling intense involvement at the start of a relationship, then sabotaging it, whether intentionally or not. Nope. I I don't know about that one. Um, I mean, overall, no. I'd say for Mm -hmm. me either. If I'm trying to use, like, confirmation bias and align it to something in my mm-hmm. life, I could probably make it work. But, like, yeah, not really. So number five is examine whether you're a female with a strong male side or a male with a strong female side. Sometimes these are indicators of being hmm. a vanishing twin survivor. Miss Tomboy Miranda. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> I was straight down the middle, I feel like, as a kid. Especially. I liked my dolls. I was pretty girly. I was like a girl that I, I liked skirts and dresses, but like I had to wear pants and shorts under them because I was going to be climbing poles and monkey bars all day. I hated. I would not until about, well, after high school. My mom Holy actually shit. paid me money to wear pink to school. Did you take the money? I took the money and I brought an extra shirt. To You're school. such a shithead. <laughs> Back oh my god home. that's yeah. like that was me with mascara I, I wasn't allowed to wear it so i'd go home and put or go to school and put it on and then take it off but she knew every time yeah i did not like my mom forced me to wear a skirt to my eighth grade graduation mm. forced me but it was like was it ugly i got it a hot topic it was like oh a then it was fun skirt. yeah <laughs> it was an okay i guess i'll wear it just because i have to did you I go through know. a hot topic phase I mean, yeah, I Well, that's did. funny. That's a crack up. All right, just a couple more. So this says number, shit, what am I on? Six. Number six, acknowledge whether or not you frequently feel unable to cope with life if you grieve very deeply for, and for a long time when someone close to you or a beloved pet has died. Mm, not For me, not really with grieving. Uh, 
but inability to cope with life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's kind of the opposite. Oh, like, really? I, like, I'll grieve, but I don't know if I'd, like... Well, I guess it would be depending on the situation mm-hmm. about, like, not being able to cope with life or who passed. Yeah. I think it's, like, even taking it as two separate instances. Mm-hmm. Like, in general, not being able to cope and then also grieving hard. I grieve pretty hard. And for a long time. For a while, yeah. Mm. And then number seven. I'm emotional, guys. I know. That's okay. <laughs> Grief is a hard thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's so subjective. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one's kind of a wash, like, regardless. So I feel like I kind of grieve too short. I'm insecure if I grieve too short. Everybody has know. different ways exactly. of coping. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. Uh, number seven. Realize that if you feel very vulnerable and fragile, you're easily bored. And if you find yourself thinking a lot about death and dying, these are common symptoms that you're maybe a vanishing twin. And then they they put a little caveat in there of, of seek help sorting out your feelings to rule out other more serious problems. If if that's the case, I guess I, we'll have to take this one apart. Real, if you feel very vulnerable and fragile. Pretty fucking fragile. Yeah, I'm pretty vulnerable <laughs> and fragile. <laughs> I guess I allow myself to be vulnerable because I spew so much. Um, easily bored. Not me. Not not. Really. I'm pretty easily bored. I yeah, I'm pretty easily mm. bored. I could be sitting around having like a phone day or like a video game day because I don't want to do anything else and I'm fucking bored with that and I'm like I don't fucking want to do anything else though so I'm just gonna sit here and be bored and keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm pretty easily bored. Unless I'm, like, actively doing something. Mm-hmm. Even then, it's, sometimes it's for, like, short periods of time and then I'm over it. Mm-hmm. And the last portion of that one is uh, if you find yourself thinking a lot about death and dying. I do that a lot, but I panic. Mine's mainly about, like, natural disasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those I are my biggest fear. Like, bad. Really? <gasps> you yeah. don't really have any tables in your house if there's an earthquake. Not big ones. No. You're going to go under a bed? What are you going to do? Do you even know? Do you have a plan? I have no plan. Miranda! If you're thinking, if you're out. already thinking about all these things, think about a plan. <laughs> Grab my kids and run. Mm-hmm. But there's trees all around. I was going to say, watch out for those trees. You're not supposed to go outside in an earthquake. Shh. I was just talking to Ian about it a few days ago. I was like, Ian, I've been thinking about this. And if there's an earthquake, you take Joe and you go under the round table and I'll take the babies and I'm going to go under the other table, the rectangle table, and wait it out. So yeah. you better move fast. I have nothing to hide under. That's scary. I don't know. I think about that shit all the time. Yeah. Now, like, And it freaks me out and I, I, I overthink it. High winds. I'm fucking freaked. Winds do freak you out. Winds. I Every have time have... there's like a big wind night, we're texting like most of the night. Yeah. Like <laughs> I get freaked out. Bad snowstorm freaked out it starts hailing really bad freaked out mm-hmm. thunder and lightning freak out that's why I, <laughs> that's why i value where we live so much because like all the trees we don't get we, yeah i mean there's that but like we don't get tornadoes can you imagine how fucking scared nope, you'd be of all those trees and if we had tornadoes or if we had hail the size of golf balls like some people do yeah or fucking hurricanes yep. or they wouldn't do it yeah no that's one of the I things that I'm couldn't. like, where the, if I were to move somewhere, where the fuck would I move? Somewhere where there would be a fucking tidal... On the beach where there would be a tidal wave? No. 
Tsunamis? No. Yeah, no thank you. Tornadoes? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. And this has only happened since I was older. Because I remember, yeah, going through Tornado Alley in a big-ass fucking storm Mm-mm. with my parents when we were road tripping. Mm-mm. I wasn't even scared. Yeah, I don't like that. But as I'm older, though, like, mm, mm-mm. I think about death all the time. Terrified of death all the time. Yeah. Constantly thinking about it. I my anxiety is health related anxiety, so it's See, like mine's it's not literally that bad. daily. Mine's like just inclement weather. It, it's dependent on what's like the environment. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. mine. Yeah, <laughs> that's reasonable. But it's, I even have nightmares and shit about it. Do like, you? Yeah, I say I have nightmares about ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, Miranda doesn't dr- like dream. She only has nightmares almost. Yeah, it's the craziest thing, and they're vivid. It's scary. Oh, it's, and it's only like a couple times a month, a month usually, huh? More than that. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. You keep a dream journal. Because I want to read it. <laughs> It'd be some fucked up That's shit. the only reason I say that. It'd I don't know what you would do with it otherwise. Shit. I just want to read it. You should keep a dream. We should do an episode on it. A dream journal? Yeah. Oh, my god. Let's get back to it in a month or a month and a half or whatever, and you just read us all your fucked up dreams. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if you want that. <laughs> I don't know if you would want that. <laughs> Okay, so last one for this this list is number eight. Uh, recognize symptoms other vanishing twin survivors feel. Well, I guess this one's kind of if you know. So I guess the last one was the real last one. But this one says, recognize symptoms other vanishing twin survivors feel, such as feelings that you've been pretending to be someone else, not your authentic self, or feeling alone even when you're with your friends. Hmm. Oh, ma'am. These are other indicators that perhaps you're a vanishing twin survivor. Those ones, I don't feel like they mm. apply to me at all either. And then I did find this really, really cool link, too, that was from wombtwin.com, W-O-M-B, twin.com. Um, and it had a bunch of short little tellings of confirmed and potential vanishing twin survivors. And another common thing, there. so it's just, like, little blurbs of, like, more than a dozen different people talking about their experience of how they felt. And some of them knew they were a vanishing twin survivor. Some of them did not know mm-hmm. whether they were only only suspected it. Um, and they just kind of talked about how they felt when they were younger and certain, you know, aspects. So mm-hmm. a common theme that I noticed in some of those that weren't really listed in the other lists. Well, this one was difficulty sleeping alone or being alone or in the dark, which we kind of talked about yeah. already. A lot of them held anger or resentment towards their parents for not giving them another twin or another sibling. Did you ever feel that way? Mm-mm. Your sister and you are pretty close, though, huh? In age, three years or something? We're three years, yeah, apart. Mm-hmm. But you never wanted, like, another sibling? You weren't ever upset? No. Oh. No. <laughs> Solid <laughs> no. no. Solid. Uh, my brothers are four, or 10 and 14 years older than I am, so I basically grew up as an only child. Yeah. And I was always mad at my mom for not giving me another sibling. Aww. Always upset about it. I've always had my cousins, though, too. Like, we were all, like, super, super fucking close. Mm-hmm. So. That was another thing that I saw often, or, like, a, a couple times in the thing, in, in the reading, too, was uh, people would hold resentment, like, to other people that did have siblings, mm-hmm. close siblings or twins, and they would be, like, really jealous of them. And I remember feeling that way a lot, too. No. Like, especially... When, like, my cousins, because they were only a couple years apart, or, like, friends that I had that were really close. Only 
friends that I had or people that I knew that were pretty close in age within like a couple years of each other and they would like fight and I remember every time like this sounds so harsh but almost feeling like I remember feeling angry and almost like disgusted that they were like hating on each other so much because I and I remember just thinking like I wish you I guys that. have no idea how lucky you are like that you have mm-hmm. a sibling like um I don't know. I thought everybody wanted siblings, but people that have siblings don't seem to want them. <laughs> yeah, we were all, like, our whole family is all Super three, close. Three years apart. Oh, really? Rhonda and Lacey, three That's years so apart. Wild. Lacey and me and Eric, three years apart. Mm-hmm. Me and my sister, three years apart. That's so funny. Norman and Joe. Norman and Joe, three years mm-hmm. apart. Wyatt and Norman mm-hmm. are three years apart. Taylor Taylor and broke it. Two, yeah, two years. Yep. Um, another one from those tellings was a, a lot of alone play. So these kids would um, often play alone as opposed to in groups mm-hmm. of kids. Uh, that doesn't strike me as something that would resonate with you. No. I've, I always had somebody to play with. Mm. When really? I was young, young, I would I was, I would play alone. And it was like so bad to the point that my dad took me out of daycare. Like, they put me in daycare. Mm-hmm. They were, like, preschool, you know, to start making friends and, like, prep for kindergarten mm-hmm. socially. And, of course, I would just scream and cry when they dropped me off. Go figure. <laughs> and, but he was like, we'll push through that. And I, he would have kept me in there if he didn't. <laughs> Every time he came to pick me up, he would see that I was just, like... <sighs> Playing in the play kitchen and pretending to do laundry and like oh my doing things by myself <laughs> while all the other kids were playing Aww. with each other. And he's like, What the fuck is the point? Like, yeah. I'm not gonna keep dropping her off to screen if she's just gonna play by herself anyway. She can yeah. play by herself at, at home. home. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, when I was really young, I played uh, alone by myself yeah. a lot. And the last one was that um, imaginary friends were super common. Or, like, secretly pretending that people, like, close friends were their twin, but they wouldn't tell them. Mm -hmm. That wasn't something that I experienced. Not that I can recall. Mm -mm. So, I don't know. I, as crazy as it sounds, kind of, I'm not ruling out that I could have been a vanishing twin. I feel like I might have been. Birthmark, too. I do, yeah. I have, like, a, yeah, big birthmark on my leg. Um, it's really big and pronounced. It's not <laughs> really big. I've it's always been like a yeah. weird insecurity of mine. It's the size of like a penny in reality, like maybe not even a nickel. Um, yeah, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I constantly daydreamed about like my twin and having a twin Aww. and what it would be like. Yeah, and um, I thought that was normal. I don't know. Did you? Do, not I never all, did. Not at all. Mm-mm. And see, I wasn't in, like, we grew up in, like, the Mary-Kate and Ashley phase, and, like, I didn't care for that shit. Like, Yeah. So it's not like, you know, I was watching that kind of stuff and, like, oh, that would be so fun. Like, yeah. it wasn't like that. I would just constantly daydream about what it would be like to have a twin. My twin. I a even, twin. I even yeah. have twins in my family. Really? I've never, like, oh, I wonder if, you know what I really? mean? Really? Ian either. Mm-hmm. I asked him, I was, like, when I was looking this stuff up, and he was, like, no and I was like because that was another thing that those stories that people were telling they were saying that like I thought it was normal that everybody fantasized and and pretended and you Mm -hmm. know thought this way about having a twin and I was like 
me too. <laughs> I was reading it. So I asked Ian and he was like, no, I never thought about that. And I was like, <laughs> really? I thought everybody thought about that. So I don't know. And I, I thought about it so much, even to the point that like when I got pregnant with Isla, before I had my first ultrasound, I remember like really, really hoping like, I hope she's a twin. I hope she's a twin. Like before Aww. I saw that she wasn't. Yeah. Um, just because of how much I remember wanting to ha- have a have twin. Have a twin. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yes. Now I'm convinced. Now I've convinced myself that I'm a vanishing twin. You could be. It's possible. Yeah. Because I daydreamed about it a lot, and I vividly did. I didn't. I didn't. Um, like pretend to play with it or anything like that. But I really vividly remember, or like really strongly remember, mm-hmm. like vivid daydreams and yeah, scenarios that's... that I would just picture and make up. That's nothing that even crossed my mind. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's so neat. That's interesting. (laughs) And a lot of these things are pretty subjective to Mm -hmm. anything, really, or even um, different traumas growing up. But I think when you look at them in conjunction with each other and start checking them off together is when it's like, well, maybe so. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of a feeling that people get to. It's not just um, exclusive to the list of, of potential symptoms. So. I don't know if anybody else feels that way. I would like to know. (laughs) I don't know if it's normal. At this point, well, if you looked up everything, no. If you looked up all the, you know, research, and you're not the only one, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so it's definitely could be possible. Yeah, it's neat. Um, Gotta look up that one thing though. Oh, that documentary. Yeah, I want to know what it is. Let's see, Lydia Fairchild. Oh, is she somebody who absorbed a twin? Lydia Fairchild is an American woman who exhibits, what is it called? I can't even pronounce that. Oh, my God. Was it chimerism? Yeah, looks like it. Uh, Having two populations of DNA among cells in her body. She was pregnant with her third child when she and her father of her child separated. When Fairchild oh, I applied see. For... I thought the child had two different sets of DNA. The mom, mom had did. two different sets of DNA. Oh, no. Yeah. So when Fairchild applied for enforcement of child support in 2002, providing DNA evidence of Townsend's uh, paternity was the route requirement. While results no, showed that... No, it was the dad that, that had two. No, I don't the, understand. It was the girl that did. The mom had two different While sets results... of DNA. Townsend was certainly to be the father. They seemed to oh, rule out her being the mother. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so Fairchild weird. Under what circumstances would they even need DNA? She Was she adopted out, you said? No, she said she was seeking mm-hmm. child. Why would they do a DNA test for a mom and a daughter? I don't know. I don't know either. That's weird. But, yeah, she stood accused of fraud by either claiming <gasps> benefits for another person's oh, child or taking no. part in a surrogacy scam. Records show of her prior births were put similarly in doubt. (laughs) Prosecutors called for her two children to be taken away from her, believing them not to be hers. Oh, my fucking God. At the time came for her birth of her third child, the judge ordered that an observer be present at the birth to ensure the blood samples were immediately taken from both the child and fair child and available to testify. Two weeks later, DNA take tests seem to indicate that she was also not the mother of that child. What the fuck? Yeah, so a breakthrough. They must have been scratching their fucking heads at that point. Right? Like, what the fuck? Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Uh, her d- defense attorney learned of a chimerian... Chimerism? Yeah, chimerism. 
woman in Boston and suggested the similar possibility for Fairchild. Wow. Yeah. So DNA samples were taken from members of extended family. The DNA of Fairchild's children matched that of Fairchild's mother mm-hmm. to the extent expected of the grandmother. Of the grandmother. Grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> so they also found that although the DNA in Fairchild's skin and hair did not match her child's, the DNA from her cervical smear did. Whoa. Fairchild was so they were able two to, different sets of DNA. They were able to find... Like, a spot on her body to Mm -hmm. find the other set of DNA. Yeah. I don't know if that is part of, like, absorbing a twin or... I think it is. have to, like, look up chimerism. That was from Wikipedia? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just, like, a genetic thing. People that have two different sets of DNA are called human chimerias. It has happened when a woman is pregnant with a fraternal twin Mm -hmm. and the embryo dies very early on. The other embryo can absorb... It's twin cells. It can also happen after a bone marrow transplant. Oh, and in whoa, smaller scale that's wild. During normal pregnancy. Weird. See, and that's another yeah. thing that it could happen so early that you would not even know. Yeah. Like, she probably didn't know she had a twin uh-uh. until that shit Could you imagine came about. losing your kids? She lost her kids, I think, for a long time, too. Oh, my God. Or for a while. What the fuck can you do in that situation? Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. There was another story that I read about fraternal twins. Fraternal, like, identical twins and fraternal twins are, like, two completely separate fucking worlds. Because Mm -hmm. that's not something that can happen with identical twins. This other thing I read, I guess, could potentially have happened with identical twins. But it was Mm -hmm. fucked up. So this, like, 26 or 27-year-old med student um, started seeing a doctor because she was having problems with, like, reading and focusing and balance, I think. And so they started doing some scans on her, and they found that she had a brain tumor. So they did, of course, surgery. Didn't they find, like, hair and teeth? They found hair and bones in the yes. brain tumor. Because what it fucking was, I, I, her brain tumor was her fucking twin that she absorbed. Yeah. Living in her fucking head the entire time. <laughs> what the f- oh, That gave me goosebumps. It's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. You just got the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. I saw it. That's so weird. Isn't that crazy? Mm. <laughs> That's Twins weird. are fucking weird. I heard about that one. I had never heard about that. The chimeria. Chimeria. I think that's how you pronounce it. The chimeria. That sounds like. Sounds about right. Yeah. I'm gonna say it is. Isn't that crazy? That yeah, is so she cool. had no idea too that she had that. Could you imagine just fighting through court like that? These are my children. Like, how the fuck do you? You can't. You, you can't, can't prove it. She just got lucky that she happened to have another kid. Otherwise, yeah. she would have never gotten them back. Mm-mm. Poor mama. I know. But yeah. before we go to, you can still use a code IDouble10 on the westerniris.com for um, 10% off if you want to support a local company, get a shirt or a tumbler. Your shirt was key. Oh, yeah, I did get my shirt. I, I love, love it. it. I love it, love it. I wore it for like three days straight. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I didn't go anywhere except on our walk. That was oh, fun. It was fun. We tried to fucking get out to a creek and take pictures of the kids, and they just were not having, having it. it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, now we're just now we're just rambling. We're rambling. Guys. We're rambling on. Rambling. <laughs> if we could yeah. have a theme song, that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Maybe let's do a true crime next week. Yeah, it's been let's a minute. Do it.
We'll, we'll both, like, look some things up. Mm-hmm. I'll try to do some research this yeah, week, we'll, too. Yeah, we'll come together on some true crime next yes. week. Yes. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Follow iDouble Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and that's all. That's about it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't use Twitter. <laughs> and um, see you next week. Toodles. Bye.